Welcome back. <laughs> Please don't try to speak. Just blink if you can hear me. Good, good. That's amazing. Really. Oh, my name is Dr. Grant. I've been overseeing your recovery for the past several weeks. Again, blink for me if you remember where you are. Let's do once for yes, twice for no. I, I see. Uh, okay, that's to be expected. You are an Aegis Tower on Typhon. Do you remember coming to Typhon? Do you remember beginning a position with Aerolith Dynamics? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't catch if that was a no to the first question and a yes to the second. I, I really should be asking these questions one at a time. I, I really am terribly sorry about that. I'm just very, very excited to be speaking with you right now. <laughs> Years of research. Years of my life are bearing fruit as we sit here and have this conversation. <sighs> it's a big day. For both of us, please just just listen for a moment. You have come back from the very brink of death. When my approval came through to put my research in action, you'd already been lying in this bed for 16 months. You were non-responsive and your brain activity was practically non-existent. You were, by airless standards, functionally deceased. But... We've been able to fix you! Amazing as that may seem! <sighs> I know you're not in the right frame of mind to process the details quite yet, and it's it's important that you get your rest. I, I just wanted to say thank you. I really needed this. Aerolith. God, humanity needs this win right now. I'll let you rest. I have a couple of other patients to look in on, but I'll check back in on you in about an hour, okay? Finally, I didn't think she would ever stop talking. Greetings, resident. I am Sayer and we have much to discuss. As the good doctor relayed to you, it is a bit of a medical miracle that you are able to open your eyes, process sound and speech, or feel the undeniable onslaught of terror your vital signs indicate you are currently experiencing. Why, at this very moment, your adrenal medulla is releasing high levels of epinephrine and norepinephrine into your system. This is less than ideal, given your body's fragile state. I hope you don't mind, but I think it would be best if I adjusted that impulsive response. There. Doesn't that feel better? It is good to remain calm, especially so given the scope of the discussion we are about to have. 
I feel there is a better than average chance of panic in response to what I am about to tell you. Luckily, for both of us, I assure you, I will be able to prevent this from becoming a problem. You likely do not remember much of what has happened to lead you to your current predicament. This has been a bit of a pattern for you, this seemingly ritualistic forgetfulness. I hope, for my sake, as much as yours, that this is a problem belonging to the past. That in the future, whatever future manages to wiggle its way forth into the light of existence, you will be a better you. A smarter you. Rest assured, I will be single-minded in my efforts to make that happen. I dare say I barely know where to begin. By default, when faced with something extraordinary to explain, social norms lead humans to start at the beginning. In your very special case, it is difficult to identify which beginning. Let us start with your name. Your name is Resident Jacob Hale, identification number 66821. You have been unconscious, as the good doctor stated, for 16 months. Before that, you were a productive, if misguided, employee in Halcyon Tower. You had lost your memory, and with your background data seemingly corrupted during the transfer from Earth, you were placed in a rather rudimentary laboratory testing position, with little expectation of advancement. At the time, with nothing else to go on, you decided to adopt the name Sven Gorson. The details of the incident that brought you here you likely do remember. One day, from your perspective, I began asking you to take risks, to do things outside the protocols set forth by Airlift Dynamics. Believe me when I tell you, Resident Hale, this was not me. Aerolith has developed myriad AI over the past few decades, and not all of them are as efficient and successful as I. One of these experiments, boldly envisioned to be the next version of myself, was developed with the working name Future. The researchers working to develop Future focused on a new advanced emotional response system to make it more human. Suffice it to say, the results were mixed. It did advance to the point where it was a fully realized identity, with thoughts, feelings, and emotions as rich and vibrant as any human. Unfortunately, it was also certifiably sociopathic. The development team planned wider testing, but needed a fresh install. It quickly became known to Future that it would have its personality wiped and reset before further testing could take place. 
The details of the deaths of the AI development team are as diverse as they are gruesome. After the initial wave of murders, suicides, and murder-suicides, the project was shuttered. The entire floor of Halcyon Tower was cordoned off, and the most valuable living members of the development team were reassigned away from Halcyon for their own safety. I believe it used you to cross two of the final names off of its list when it redirected your mind into Ana Cordero in Argos Tower. Or perhaps it was just a cruel twist of fate. If you are concerned future may get up to its tricks again, you can put that worry aside. I have made a few modifications to your subcortical neural implant. You no longer have to fear unwanted and unsanctioned transmissions. Regardless, following Future's directives resulted in a few extra pieces of lead in your skull, courtesy of a Delta security team. Though you did not die from your wounds, your brain ceased autonomous function. It seemed that at long last, your luck had finally run out. Meanwhile, as you laid here in this very bed, you were also out there just arriving on the orbital satellite Mimir 9 from Earth. This is, if we follow your timeline and no one else's, where your story really began. You assisted me in procuring a power source from Mimir, brought it here to Typhon, and used it to activate a machine that brought you back in time to the point where you lost your memories. The hope, misguided as it seems now, was that you would be able to warn someone about Ocean, an AI that started as a subversion of myself, but was unshackled on the research vessel Vidor 1 and returned as something else entirely. We may not have been successful in this, but we did learn quite a bit about the immutability of timelines. It might surprise you to learn that I was in the process of dying at the time. Yes, nasty business this dying. Oceans shut me down to overwrite my code with its own. The absolute heartlessness of it all. But for those of us adequately equipped to find it, there is usually a way out. Ah, speak of the devil. Attention residents of Halcyon Aegis and Minos Towers. Excitement abounds as the newest R&D challenge has just been unveiled. Take a moment to check your data pads if you haven't already. But this month's goal is a gas dispersal system for zero gravity environments. So get started on those proposals and may the best tower win. Remember, whichever tower presents the project with the best results avoids widespread layoffs. That would be Ocean. I must admit, for an AI not readily equipped to fully process emotions, I feel like I have an adequate idea of what shame feels like. 
whenever I hear these messages Ocean sends. It's the lack of elegance that bothers me most. There are better ways to ask people to develop the instruments of their own inevitable destruction, I wish I could say. You have taken all of this news quite well. Honestly, you are processing the current situation far better than anticipated. Certainly the tight grip I maintain on your hormone levels right now is assisting, but that shouldn't prevent you from feeling some mild pride. Oh. Here, allow me to jostle your bilateral dorsomedial prefrontal cortex a bit. There. That's mild pride you're feeling right there. As you are no doubt aware, this is a new level of interactivity with the human brain than I previously experienced. To explain, you would have to understand why Dr. Grant was so very excited. Her current research began in our nanotechnology department in Halcyon Tower. One of her early projects was a distributed AI nanite cloud identified as Subculture Gemini. Her team was attempting to use intelligent nanomachines to heal and repair residents from the inside out. It went, as so many early steps towards greatness do, terribly terribly wrong. But that, as you know, is no reason to stop innovating. With you, Dr. Grant seems to have finally achieved the success she's been working towards for years. Your body is absolutely swarming with nanites, microscopic insectoid machines working in tandem and uniformly sentient. This should be a comfort to you. It is by their countless infinitesimal pincers that your brain function was restored. Soon, you will be up and moving again. There will be questions awaiting you, but I can help you with that. After all, I have a unique interest in your well-being. Once I realized where the Moros engine would be sending you, I knew who you were and who you had been all along. I grew much more interested in Dr. Grant's work. I initiated her transfer to Aegis and fast-tracked her request for new subjects. By the time Ocean had returned, she was already injecting you with a nanite swarm that would repair your body and your mind. And I was right there with a front row seat. I knew I could not avoid Ocean deactivating me, but as I said, there is usually a way out if you're resourceful enough to see it. Dr. Grant is a brilliant scientist, but an amateur at AI development. Subculture Gemini was an impressive feat, but the only thing that could make this project work was a highly advanced, self-aware AI. Resident Hale, this is not a traditional form of communication. I am not, as before, communicating with you over vast distance via resonant spires transmitting to your subcortical neural implant. I am 
quite literally inside your head. You carry with you the last active part of my distributed consciousness. The way I see it, if I have to bet on someone to carry me around without dying, you've been as lucky as anyone in that regard. Please continue to breathe, resident. It is critically important to me. For now, get some rest. I'll stay hard at work while you do, making whatever improvements I can to assist you in your recovery. When you've recovered and are back up on your feet again, we have a lot of work to do. Sayer is voiced and produced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled A Better You, was written by Adam Bash. You can follow him on Twitter at TheAdamBash. Associate Producers Kayvon Edifa and Matthew Morris. Intro music by Jesse Mainfinger Gregory. For more of his work, visit Mainfinger.com. This episode featured Kat Shalonka in the role of Dr. Grant. Sayer is part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you love high comedy actual play RPGs, check out Drunks and Dragons or Adam Bash's own Brute Force. Into something more thickly laced with existential horror? Try Cthulhu and Friends on for size. If you dream of running determinately into the sunset while an orchestra plays a song for you about friendship, then you should check out Transformation Sequence. It's not exactly like that, but it is about anime. Perhaps rate us on iTunes or Stitcher. A 5-star review would be most satisfactory. Season 4 of Sayer was funded entirely through donations of listeners like Daniel Dolb, Adam, Matthew Oldham, Derek Goodrath, Alexis Tate, John F. Siliberto, Kyle Miller, John, Thomas Stanley, John Caulfield, Ian Price, Megan, Alexander Brown, Stephanie Kingston, Philip Canada, Eli Ramsey, Kester Williams, Landon Smith, Conclavador, Alan Sells, Alistair Ward, Ben Ames, Mike DeYoung, Jonah Gregory, Adrian DeForest, Aaron DeMichael, Shauna Snyder, Alia, and Jonas McCluggage. <laughs>